podcast uses profanity and topics may be disturbing for some listeners. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Hell on Heels podcast. I'm Bryce. I'm Brianna. I'm Amanda. And welcome back. We are here for round I don't know already. I lost track. Is this six? This would be six. Six. Yeah. Yeah. This yes. is six. Yeah. That yeah, so, sounds yeah. all right. That no. sounds good. Let's just go with it. We're going if it's with not six. six, we'll just edit it out and they'll never know. <laughs> um, you five say that, five but five I do the editing. <laughs> and so I don't make promises to edit things out. <laughs> if anything, I make promises to overanalyze Cody, my own husband's voice on <laughs> recording. <laughs> was that a ghost? I don't know what that was. Cody ruins everything. I, swear I know. He is, however, bringing me a swig. So... Um, honestly, Jack is a sweetheart, like, I'll tell him, you know, hey, please don't bother me, and then he'll just, you know, like, go in and play his games and stuff. He's such a sweetheart. Cody doesn't understand boundaries. He apparently does not get to stay the fuck out. Jack literally (laughs) has more boundaries than I do. Like, I feel like half the time, like, I'm all up in his space, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So... All right, any uh, Amanda updates on the baby? It's coming. She's coming real Pregnancy? soon. Pregnancy? Yes, it's possible she might be here this weekend. If not, Ooh. then I'll be induced Monday. But Buck I'm excited. has been like, I swear, he is already, I call him my perpetual colonoscopy because he is very much a Velcro dog. Mm-hmm. But like last night, I got up like four or five times to go to the bathroom and our bathroom is in our bedroom. I don't go far. Most of the time he just stays in bed, but he followed me every freaking time to the bathroom. He's worried. He also he's like clingier than normal. Yeah. He also knows. Yeah. That's what makes me wonder, like, is it going to be this weekend? Because my freaking mattress still hasn't came and I ordered that like weeks ago. So your baby mattress. Yes. What? What the hell? Amazon. Okay. Well, did you order an Amazon Prime? Yeah. It was supposed to come in two days, and it's still not here, and I'm stressed. So they did refund my money, and I ordered one from Walmart. I ordered Halloween balloons, like, last weekend, two weekends ago. And Mm -hmm. I ordered them on Friday. They were supposed to get here on Sunday. They ended up getting here on, like, Tuesday. What? See, my cat food, she gets, uh, because she's expensive for no damn reason. She has digestive issues, so I have to get prescription food from Chewy. And I ordered it on Friday, and it, like, just came in yesterday. So she's just been, like, vomiting and ornery all week. And I'm like, look, girl, I'm trying, okay? I can't. Yeah, because you had to go pick up food from Walmart on, like, Sunday last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it never came. Usually it only takes, like, a day or two to get here, but everything we order is taking literally forever to come in. Yeah. Yeah, we've been I having that too. Why that even is? Oh, but I was gonna go back to your dog and just say, like, yeah, dogs literally have like some sort of keen like sensibility. I don't know. They say that dogs and babies can really like judge a person. Like, if a baby cries or if a dog barks at like a person when they walk in the door, you know if that person is, like, good or bad, you know? I mean, obviously, that's not the case for every dog or every person or whatever. The dog could just be, like, super scared, you know? 
speaking of yeah, dogs. Yeah, but dogs, like, they can sense, they can sense all exactly. sorts of things. I mean, they, they can, can smell cancer, so they can smell bed bugs, they can sense seizures. So being able to sense, like, hey, you're about to shit a child out, like, that's probably possible. Yeah. Well, speaking of dogs, I'm going to shove my phone in this camera because <laughs> I have a puppy update. A pup date is what we're going to call that for now. <gasps> That's genius. <laughs> I love so, it. My pup date, because I went to my mother's today to go see my puppy, who is not eight weeks yet, so she's not home with me. Oh. I made sure to love on her plenty. Hold on. Let me see if I can turn this light off really quick. So cute. <gasps> Look at her. Oh my god. And she's got blue eyes. She's oh my god. So precious. She is. And so is Hershey. Hold on. I'll show you the other puppy. Not that I'm taking him home, but I would love to. <laughs> His name is Hershey and he's a freaking giant and he is so stinking cute too. How many he's puppies so were in the litter again? There were five puppies. Okay. He is oh so god. stinking cute. Aww. He looks he's like a such a handsome man. He is. So that's my pup date for you. Um, she does get to come home December. F- I mean, er- as early as December 1st, but that's a Wednesday. So the weekend of that week. So there's your pup date. Oh, so cute. I, I want a puppy. And then I remember what it was like to raise mine. And I <laughs> don't anymore. He ate oh. so much of my furniture. Oh, I'm not going to be. My dog was honestly like the sweetest little kid. Like he would just, I mean, he would just get so excited in the middle of the night and just like run around and run and run and run. And so we had to like walk him three times a day. Literally like my mom would wake up at 6 a.m., walk him, go feed him. My mom most likely would, she worked from home like three days a week. So she would usually take him out for a walk or Tuesdays and Thursdays she'd go into work so dad came home during his lunch break and he would walk him and then like he would walk him once he got home from work (laughs) oh my god he was just the sweetest little ball of energy and he would (laughs) he would literally not hurt a fly oh he was the cutest thing my dog ate the flies so and the couch (laughs) and the chair and multiple comforters get a husky everyone great idea Oh, I didn't realize he was part husky. He's half husky. He's half he's husky and pit bull. Oh, oh, so sweet. If you he's want also... a like really really good dog, you should get a black mouth cur. Just saying, they're super. Oh, sweet. I they're yes, not aggressive whatsoever. Yeah, that was Marvin. My mother in law had a black mouth cur named Sadie, and I think her other dog Micah was a black mouth cur, but maybe not full. They are very sweet dogs. They're good. They're, they're so sweet. I mean. Or you could do what I did and get a mini Aussie. <laughs> those really are sweet too, for sure. Well, Brie, how about you? Do you have any other updates? I know you had a rough day, but. Yeah, I am. Besides that whole rough day, guys, just a little update. I just had a terrible experience with an interviewer and just completely ghosting me on the zoom call that they gave me with the password just literally ghosted me then i ended up getting a 60 on one of my exams but i am currently in the interview process for a couple more jobs so i'm not too butthurt about it it just kind of pissed me off that they 
didn't respect my time whatsoever. I mean, I'm glad that they did that at that point because I definitely don't want to do that in the future. So, yeah. And I will also be leaving a terrible review on Glassdoor, Indeed, and whatever, whatever other job site they decide to post their do job. It. Do yes. it. I mean, yeah. I have one last update so that you guys can judge me heavily because I judge me heavily for this. I don't know if you guys know this, but I have a notebook obsession. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. We sure do. I have seven new notebooks. What I'm going to use them for, I don't know. But I have seven new ones. Well, you have a whole ass podcast, so I'm sure you can think of something. (laughs) We're going to use this one for um, notes during the podcast. And then maybe I'll use, hold on, where's the other cute one? This one for Instagram posts. I like this one too. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe I'll use... This one to write. This will be my burn book about you guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then this one, um, I'll doodle in this one. Done. Plans oh, made. I love that. That's so cute. <laughs> Did you get them for yourself or Dakota get you for them? Get oh, I them, bought them for you. Cody will not buy me notebooks. I'm not dumb. I don't even ask him for them. <laughs> you have enough notebooks. Literally, if. If I were as obsessed with notebooks as you are, <laughs> I would, yeah, I would literally just, I mean, every once in a while, you know, Jack will like bring me some chocolate or whatever. I just instead, you know, ask him to bring me some notebooks, but I, I like chocolate better than notebooks personally. Um, oh, I also got cute pens with little diamonds on the top. Oh, cute. Ooh, that is cute. So that's my obsession. <laughs> um, update for our listeners that we just went through. Um, we officially have listeners in at least I should say downloads. I don't know about streams. I'm not looking at streams, but we now have listeners in California and in Oregon. And we got a lot in Utah because I got a fan base growing for us. You guys are welcome. <laughs> um, and Kansas and Texas and Arkansas. Finally, uh, I would expect Ooh. more out of Arkansas, but you know. Apparently, Shut you have all the people here in Utah. I just expect your spouses to at least download for us. Okay, like, just to clear the air, y'all. I am not currently married to my oh. boyfriend. You're right. Your significant you are... other. Yeah, there, there you go. Your <laughs> significant others. We are not officially declared. Yeah. Um. We also have listeners in Virginia, and. New Jersey and New York and we are international now. We have Ireland and Belgium. So I feel like Belgium last. Yeah, but we didn't talk about it on the podcast. Um, And we know who it is. It's Ellie. We already know that. Hi Ellie. Hi Ellie. Shout out. So just an update that we are expanding. Our goal is to take over Utah, apparently, because that's where we have the most listener or downloads right now. I will definitely keep posting it on my social media, on my Instagram, as many days as I remember. And as <laughs> soon as I get back to doing those TikTok videos, I will post it on there. 
So but, I just text James right now and I said, did you download the podcast? If not, do it right now, ass. So. <laughs> Good. You tell him, damn it. Yes. Okay, hey. here's the difference between me and Amanda. I'm about to text Jack. Hey, will you please download the podcast so that we can get more listeners that show <laughs> up on our RSS? Thanks. Love you. Bye. <laughs> See, we're very different because I would be like, mm-hmm. go download now. You don't have a fucking choice. Do it. Yeah. Or See, I'll, James I'll literally texts back. He said, okay, have you eaten? <laughs> <laughs> are you he hangry? <laughs> AKA, mm-hmm. are you hangry? Just hungry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I don't remember who's doing what this week. I've lost ca- track of li- rotation. Amanda's Amanda, true crime, crime. Rihanna is paranormal. Yeah. Okay. Okay, me. Are you ready to uh, kick us off then, Amanda? Don't laugh like that. Don't fucking laugh like that. I'm so sorry. Is there a clown involved? No. Oh, is it going to give me nightmares? <laughs> I did this story because it's old. It, it happened in the early 1900s. So I like there was I was able to find a good amount of information, but a lot of information I couldn't uh, find. It was worse than I thought it was. I fucking hate you so much. (laughs) So I'm so so sorry. Y'all are going to hate every week when I have true crime. Oh my God. Um, But this is fun. So also, it takes place in, God, Italy. So to our possibly one Italian listener, I am so sorry. Because I am very American. I'm going to do my best to pronounce this correctly. Honestly, I, I hope that it will be funny for everybody because we're <laughs> fucking Americans and everybody hates Americans because of how we hate ourselves. It's fine. How, yeah, like how we can't pronounce anything. I we did are... Google like all of the pronunciations. I don't know if they're right though. That's what that's what I'm worried about. You know like, what? Ellie did tell me for the Ger- not German, the Russian one that I did my pronunciation beautifully, and I got that from Google. So I'm gonna trust Google. Wait, I hope so. why are y'all saying pronunciations? It's pronunciation. It's because it's I'm from Utah. Word. Yeah, I'm from Utah. Is that, is that like a southern thing? Pronounce or pronounce? No, you're southern pronounce. and she's not. I'm well, not no, I'm like both. My parents essentially are from like northern states. I mean, my dad is from like South Carolina, but like somewhat, you know, northern compared to like Texas and Arkansas. And so I'm just wondering, like, is that a southern thing? Oh, I don't know, because I'm from the deep south, so I'm just southern as Um, fuck. I'm just from Utah. I I just say things wrong all the time, like mountain. (laughs) Actually, no, I'm pretty good at mountain, but Utah, it's mountain. My cousin's name is Peyton, not Peyton, Peyton. Peyton. Yeah, I say Peyton, not Peyton, but Peyton. Well, not Peyton, but Peyton. And it's like mountain. Yeah, yeah, I say that Look too. at the mountains, mountain. not the mountain. Look, yeah. I'm not going to be that person that says every syllable of every word. No, okay. I ain't got time for that like, shit. I got stuff e, to say, okay? The fucking T's we cannot get. We don't under... What is a T? I don't know. You know, It's something you can get sweet or unsweet. And anybody that oh. ever gives me unsweet tea, you can go to hell. Would you like some crumpets and tea? <laughs> Only if it's sweet. I hate when I go. I'm talking to you, Hardies. 
I hate when I go to a restaurant and I say sweet tea and they give me unsweet tea. Why do you I even have it? This is the South. Tea. I have Wait, no oh, idea. Parties is still a thing. Yeah. I would rather you slap me in the face than give me unsweet tea of any kind. Because <laughs> I, we I ain't giving it. you any, any <laughs> unsweet tea, girl. No, I ain't giving you any sweet tea. <laughs> That's horrible. That was so Mom, bad. <laughs> I hope you suffer in this story. I'm excited now. Yeah, bite me. Okay. Neither, so, none of the stories that y'all have told I've suffered. Except for maybe the doll one. That shit was... That was a good one. Shit. You're welcome. You're welcome. I gotta finish reading a book for our next recording. Shit. I should get on that. Oh, let me <laughs> shut the door real quick. That's while I'm yelling about right? sweet tea. Okay. Just to make sure. Okay. So my story this week is on Leonardo Cianciulli. She was born in Montella, Avellino on April 18th, or excuse me, 1894. Oh, oh, she's almost exactly 100 years older than me. Because I was born April 20th. She's she's very dead. I know, but I'm just saying, like, she could have been 100 years old in two days the day I was born. 100 years in two days. Oh, so you were born in 94. Uh Uh-huh. That's how good at math I am. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the wheels turning. You're only two years older than my sister. No way. Wait, no, two years younger. Wait. Yeah, two years older. Two years older. She was born in 96. Yeah. We're all good at math. I had to do the math and punch We're really good at math again to make sure that I was right. We're really good at geography and math around these parts. You know it. (laughs) Mexico is south. Okay, we can do math. We're good. (laughs) I didn't use my fingers, so I didn't either. So I think that counts. So Leonardo's mother, oh God, Amelia Dinalfi, she was raped by Mariano Cianciulli, and she was forced to marry him when she realized she was pregnant. I hate you. She had a turbulent upbringing, made worse by being raised in an area of Italy well below the poverty line at the time. Her father died when she was young, and even though her mother remarried, uh, it didn't really help them financially. They struggled financially in a a time and a location where a lot of people struggled financially. Her mother was reportedly very emotionally abusive towards Leonardo. A lot of that was said to kind of be because Leonardo was a product of rape, so her mother could have, whether unintentionally or intentionally, uh, hated kind her. of, yeah, hated her, resented her for that. So sad. When she was young, Leonardo actually attempted suicide twice. Oh. And in 1917, she married Raphael Pansardi and moved to his native town of Loria with him in 1921. Uh, from what I read, she had to move to his hometown because her parents, especially her mother, disapproved of this marriage because her mom had picked out another man for her to marry. When she was like, no, I love him. I'm going to go be with him. They kicked her out of the house. So she moved in with him. She would later claim that her mother cursed their union due to their bad luck as life progressed for the couple because, spoiler alert, they went through a lot of hell. And I get the feeling that's going to be the trend of a lot of your stories. So I'm just mentally preparing now. 
Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should start. (laughs) Yeah. There's not much info on this, but multiple sources stated that in 1927, she was arrested while the pair lived in Loria and she was jailed for fraud. And upon release, Leonardo and her husband moved to Lacedonia. Not long after this move, their home was destroyed by the 1930, oh God, I didn't Google this one. I'm so sorry. Erpania? Erpania? Erpania. I don't know. I'm so American, y'all. I'm so sorry. (laughs) The 1930 Erpania, maybe, earthquake. It this earthquake was huge. It was said to possibly still be the worst earthquake in Italian history. It was a 6.6 magnitude and it was classified as a maximum intensity of X, which is apparently very destructive. I've never been through an earthquake, so I had to research a lot of this cuz I'm hurricanes, I got you. We that's a party. Earthquake, I don't know nothing about it. That's a party. Hurricanes are a party. Yeah, you make hunch punch in the bathtub and you hunker down. You know how many hurricanes? What the fuck is hunch punch? It means every alcohol you have and some soda. Wait, what? Yeah, it's just a bunch of different alcohols and soda. You said in the bathroom. You make it in the bathroom. In the we never did, but a lot of people did make it in the bathtub because I mean you're going to be hunkered down in your house for God knows how long, and if you're lucky, you'll keep power. Wouldn't it be more beneficial to literally put, like, you know, as much water as you can fill in the bathtub? No, that goes in jugs. Alcohol? That goes in jugs. You just stock up on the water in the but jugs I mean, that's and bottles. what my parents did. I mean, when they, like, lost power in the, like, I, I don't even know what it was. Just, like, the, the Texas, like, pipeline frozen pipes. Or whatever you call it. I don't know. The past, like... Are you talking about last year winter? with Texas? Yeah, the past, like, winter or whatever. Like, Texas, everything just... froze over because their pipes aren't dug down deep enough. I guess that wouldn't technically be, like, a hurricane. That would be, like, just froze, frozenity. Frozenity. <laughs> We're good at English, too. <laughs> <laughs> we are good at everything, guys. <laughs> basically texas just froze over and lost their shit is what we're saying Mm -hmm. yeah pretty much i hope you know utah freezes over every year and we don't lose our shit yeah well y'all are prepared for this we're not prepared for freezes yeah you're right also we are getting off topic so please keep going amanda when are we ever on topic (laughs) i know literally So it was a 6.6 magnitude earthquake with an intensity of X, which is categorized as very destructive. There was a reported 1,404 casualties and between 4,624 and 7,000 injuries. The Wait, death toll, repeat those again. I didn't, I didn't comprehend that number. It was 1,404 casualties. And between 4,624 and 7,000 injuries. Wow. It said the death toll, from what I read, at least, on Wikipedia, the death toll being so low in relation to physical damage was partly explained by many of the villagers being away from their houses because a lot of them were sleeping in the fields while working on the wheat harvest. Because I guess that's a thing. That they used to do. That felt like a Gilmore Girls their lives. thing. Huh? So that feels Didn't like a Gilmore, Gilmore Girls, Girls thing. 
<laughs> they Did they sleep in a wheat field? In, they like they're slept in next comfy to the apartment. Like they don't have an apartment, they but they're in a wheat field. Hold on, but. There's um there's one episode that I remember in the Gilmore Girls. I know this is off topic, but it all they slept out in Jackson's farm for the vegetables for the cucumbers or something. Were the cucumbers gonna run away if they didn't sleep in a field? I don't know. <laughs> well, these people at least it it kind of helped because they weren't in their homes. So unfortunately, Leonardo's house was completely destroyed in this earthquake. Oh. So they moved to Correggio, where Leonardo opened a small shop selling homemade soap, and she flourished. This shop did really well. She became very popular. She was a well-respected member of the community. She was known as a nice, gentle woman, a doting mother, and a good neighbor. It sounds like the nowadays Etsy type people. She's the original Etsy. Yeah, she's the OG Etsy. Okay. Doting mother... That was a quote from one of the sources. I don't know if I like that term. Uh, it's kind of an understatement because Leonardo was deathly afraid of losing her children. She was said to be extremely uh, like spiritual and superstitious. She believed heavily in fortune telling, astrology, and palm reading. And she put a lot of stock in that kind of stuff. She had... 17 pregnancies throughout her marriage. She lost three children due to miscarriage and 10 more of her children died during childhood. And apparently well before she had kids and possibly like while she was trying to have children, she would go to a fortune teller and that fortune teller told her that she would marry and have children, but all of them would die. She later visited a Romani woman for a palm reading, and the woman told her, quote, in your right hand, I see prison, in your left hand, a criminal asylum. So since she was so superstitious, she took these to heart, and she never forgot them. So she heavily protected her remaining four children. I mean, honestly, after you've lost that many kids... I can't really say that I blame you. I would too. Yeah. I mean, seriously. However, in 1939, Leonardo was told that her eldest son and favorite child, Giuseppe, would be going to war with the Italian army uh, in preparation for World War II. Some people or some sources stated that he didn't have a choice. Most of what I read said that he wanted to serve his country and he was going. But either way, she was determined to protect him at all costs. So she hatched a sensible plan to keep him safe. Leonardo had three friends, all neighbors, that reportedly asked her at some time or another for help. Some sources said that she was kind of a fortune teller herself that she kind of dabbled in it and she helped these women like that and other sources said that they were all just friends and you know she asked them for advice that kind of friendly advice like we turned I hope to a she was into witchcraft and sorcery <laughs> you <laughs> um, <laughs> whichever of these stories happens to be true Leonardo began to plan their deaths after coming to the conclusion 
that Giuseppe's safety could only be guaranteed by human sacrifice. The witchcraft is coming in real quick. Yeah. I love how you're laughing about this, Bright. Witchcraft is coming in here real quick. I'm very excited for the witchcraft. It's about to get real uncomfortable. Okay, Um, this is why I'm laughing. (laughs) It's an uncomfortable laugh. So I'm like, you literally have the best reactions, I swear. This one even shocked me when I was reading it, okay? (sighs) So, Faustina Seti, which I really like that name, Faustina. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I hope I am. But Faustina Seti. It kind of sounds like Foxy, you know? Like, I am Foxina. (laughs) Which, oh my God, son of a biscuit. Y'all can look at the pictures. Ah, fuck, I forgot about the pictures. I did too. The first one and the second one. The first one is, of course, Leonarda. She looks like a witch almost. Like she's got like the start of the witch nose. I don't know. Like something about classic Halloween witch. Yeah. Yeah. I can see. I can see that. Okay. Is it just me or does it look like she also has kind of curlers in her hair in this picture? It does look like she has curlers in her hair. And Do guys, we know? are posting these pictures on yeah, Instagram and Twitter. Or twatter. I'm sorry, it is twatter. Twatter. Uh, twatter. <laughs> um, they are being posted there, so you guys can go in and look at them. Just look for the um, episode. I know on Instagram we're starting with a co- cover photo. I don't know what you're doing on Insta or on Twitter. Twatter, the other thing. I just do because uh, on Twitter I can only post like four pictures at a time, so I do two separate posts. So the true crime okay. gets their own, and then the paranormal gets its own. Okay, well, there that's your answer. So you guys will see those pictures there. So go there and find them. So Faustina Seti is actually in the middle here. And she was a spinster. She never married. That doesn't look like a woman. He, she has a very masculine jawline to me. Or maybe it's just the picture. I can see that. In the middle is Faustina Seti, which is her first victim. Faustina was a spinster who went to Leonardo with the hopes of finding a husband and Leonardo told her of a man in Pola, I think is how you say it. It's modern day Croatia, but she urged Seti not to mention the news to anybody else. And instead she convinced her to write letters and postcards to friends and family saying she was fine. So she could mail them once she got to Pola. And we all know what happens when people convince people to do that. So she goes home, she packs up all her stuff. She's super excited because obviously her friend found her a husband. She's been alone her whole life. So she stops by to say goodbye to Leonardo on her way out of town. And Leonardo served her drugged wine. And when she fell unconscious, she dragged Seti into a closet and cut her into nine pieces with an axe while gathering the blood in a basin. What? Wait, Wait, nine pieces? I'm I'm sorry, will you please repeat that for me, please? So when she fell unconscious, Leonardo dragged her into a closet and cut her into nine pieces with an axe while gathering the blood in a basin. Leonardo later wrote in a statement, she wrote um, when she's eventually, excuse me, arrested, she tells the police everything. Like she sings like a canary. And then she has also written a book of her memoirs, which I tried to find. I wanted to read that book, but I couldn't find it. I'm very upset you couldn't find it because now I want to read it. 
Yeah, now I want to read it too. So she wrote in a statement, oh, this is one big quote. Okay. I threw the pieces into a pot, added seven kilos of caustic soda, which I had bought to make soap. What's caustic soda? I'm dumb. Tell me what it is. I believe it's some kind of like powder form. Let's see. I know it's something that you use to make soap. Okay. So it is sodium hydroxide. Uh, It's also, it's lye. Okay. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. I'm dumb. Please explain lye to me. Uh, Lye is actually, it's used to break down stuff. Uh, I know, oh my God, what was his name? H.H. Holmes used it to break down bodies because it just eats it, basically. A lot of people use it in their yards and stuff. Yeah. Its main uses are in the manufacture of pulp and paper, alumina, soap and detergents, petroleum projects, and chemical production. They also use it to treat water, uh, process metal, mining, stuff like that. She specifically had it to for her soap shop. So she threw the pieces in a pot. She added seven kilos of caustic soda. Uh, she stirred the whole mixture until the pieces dissolved in a thick, dark mush that she poured into several buckets and emptied in a nearby septic tank. As for the blood in the basin, I waited until it had coagulated, dried it in the oven, ground it and mixed it with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk, and eggs, as well as a bit of margarine, kneading all of the ingredients together. I made lots of crunchy tea cakes and served them and served them to the ladies who came to visit, though Giuseppe and I also ate them. Did Giuseppe know? I continue. I don't want to continue this, but please continue. I I didn't know she was going to eat people. Okay. I chose the soap maker. Uh, They call her, I think, the soap maker of Correggio. You and cannibalism. I didn't mean to do this two times in a row. I swear to God. You and the cannibals. (laughs) I swear they just, they jump out at me. I don't know. They jump out at me. They just jump out. No, I just barely finished editing your other cannibal story. And here we are doing another cannibal story. You're, you're cut off. Do y'all want to assign me my next true crime? Yes, yes. I will assign it for you. I will assign you a less scary one. So don't you worry, Amanda. I got you. I'll assign you one. Don't worry. I, oh I know what God. one you should do. I feel like the listeners dig it. Okay. I don't know anything about them. But... 37 downloads. <laughs> Actually, technically, now we have 39 downloads because Jack just downloaded two of them and then followed us. How does that make 39? Because he downloaded both the episodes. Oh, okay. Two. Okay. Plus two plus seven. Well, I was just assuming he only downloaded once. I got you. Actually, he downloaded <laughs> all of them. Our whole two whopping episodes. Okay, continue, please. <laughs> okay. I know you're excited to hear about it. I'm uh, excited to get through editing is what this is, so I never have to listen again. Honestly, I kind of am excited to listen to the rest of it, so let's go. <laughs> See? It's something about cannibals. Honestly, it's just, like, it's just like your adrenaline pumping, you know? Like, I mean, I watch, like, Hannibal. Did y'all ever see that show Hannibal the Cannibal on Netflix? was really good, by the way. I highly recommend mm-hmm. But, I mean, it just, it kind of, like, you know, gets your adrenaline pump, and you're like, oh, shit, like, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Let's go. 
So already, what's going to happen next, Amanda? So according to some sources, Chan truly got Seti's life savings as the payment for her services in, you know, hooking her up and finding her a man. Uh, it was about 30,000 lire. And I had trouble finding how much that was in American dollars because Italian lire is not a thing anymore. They transferred to euros. From what I did find, and I hope this is wrong, it was $17.96. America. I hope that's wrong. Mm -hmm. I hope it was way more than that. I hope they missed a couple zeros. I, I really know. do. Because this would also be like today, $17.96, not back in the 1900s. I don't like that. So that Leonardo's second victim was Francesca Soavi, and she unfortunately passed on September 5th of 1940. This is the Clementina, or Clementina, I'm not sure. Again, I'm sorry. Uh, Soavi here. She went by both names, but Francesca to me is a really pretty name, so I chose that one. All of these women have really pretty names. Leonardo claimed to have found her friend a job at a school for girls in what's now northern Italy, and she stuck to the same plan as last time. She had Soavi write postcards before giving her drugged wine and dragging her under the closet before her body was given the same treatment as Seti's. Leonardo reportedly made 3,000 lire, or roughly a dollar seventy-nine American. I don't like that. A dollar seventy-nine. Yeah, that is nothing. I mean, I know. Like, I hate to put a price <laughs> on human life, but it wouldn't be a dollar seventy-nine. I mean, yeah, seriously, that's so sad. So the last lady here, this fox on the left, like she just looks sassy, is Virginia Cut. Cachopo, I love her name. Leonardo, she, Leonardo, excuse me, she lured this lady, Virginia Cachopo, who was a former soprano star that performed at La Scala, a famous opera house in Milan in her younger days. She, Leonardo told her that she had a job in Florence as a secretary for an impresario, which I had to Google. It is a person who organizes and sometimes finances concerts plays or operas so for this lady that used to be an opera singer like this is a pretty sweet gig this is awesome so she also told Cachopo, don't tell anyone where you're going which i'm sorry if someone says don't tell someone where you're going that's when you start screaming from the rooftops where the fuck you're going Tell literally everybody where you're going. At the same time, you know, like if a woman comes to a woman and be like, hey, don't tell anyone where you're going. You know, it's kind of like, oh, you know, she's looking out for me type of thing. Like that's personally what I would think. Yeah, but these people are all neighbors too. I don't know. I couldn't find like how close they are. So I doubt their houses are like right next to each other. But don't you realize like your, your neighbors are missing and this lady's telling you like, Hey, I got you the sweet gig. Don't tell anybody. It's just sketchy. Don't appreciate that. So September 30th, 1940, she came to say goodbye to Leonardo, who later told police of what happened next. She ended up in the pot like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white. When it had melted, I added a bottle of cologne. And after a long time on the boil, I was able to make the most acceptable creamy soap. I gave bars to neighbors and acquaintances. The cakes, too, were better. 
That woman was really sweet. I fucking hate her. How dare she? She apparently collected 50,000 lire or 29.93 and assorted jewels from Cachopo. What gives you the audacity to even do that? I mean, that's like, that's not even per soap. That's like literally her entire like cooked flesh is what you're saying. She's not so. Yeah. That's why I say doting mother. Eh, I don't know. She was, a, she was a doting mother. I don't want to be that doting. I'm just saying she was. I can agree with that statement. She was a doting. She did all of this for her children, for her child. See, She's that's doting. what she said. She did all this for her children. But why are you taking their money and their jewels? Mm, yeah, exactly. Like, if you're literally, like, mm-hmm. sacrificing this person for your child, why are you taking the money? Yeah. You know, at the I end mean, of the day, like, you should sacrifice, like, their entire body. And it, Okay, but also, she's she also has children to raise. I... I kind of get the feeling she was probably taking the money and jewels and shit for her children, too. Yeah, but she had this flourishing soap shop. But that's not enough. Clearly, we're all waiting to win the lotto, and she just found her own way to do it. Wouldn't exactly call her an entrepreneur, but I think the definition fits. Trailblazer. Cachopo would prove to be the unraveling in Leonardo's plans when her sister-in-law became suspicious and doubtful of her leaving town. She trusted her instincts and reported Cachopo missing to the police, along with the fact that she lost, last saw her going into Leonardo's house. Uh, oh, there's a witness. Yeah. Never leave witnesses. Should You missed a soap right there. When police questioned Leonardo, she remained tight-lipped. She didn't say anything until they began to suspect her ge- beloved Giuseppe. She immediately confessed, and after being arrested, she provided detailed accounts. A doting mother. She wasn't letting her kid go down for it. Doting mother. Why would you? It was your fault. Why would you let your kid go down? Because if she could get Well, she did. To save her child. Or God, just trying to serve his country. And his mom's serving up the neighbors for his tea cakes. She's doing her part. That'll come back, too. Oh, God, never mind. <laughs> Shit. She, she immediately confessed, and after being arrested, she provided detailed accounts of what happened to all three women. During her murder trial in 1946, she remained completely unbothered by her crimes, and she actually corrected the prosecutor on numerous occasions. At one point, she even boasted, I gave the copper ladle which I used to skim the fat off the kettles to my country, which was so badly in need of metal during the last days of the war. She was found guilty and sentenced to 30 years in prison and three years in a criminal asylum. That sound familiar? Yeah. Why? From the, the, from the Romani palm reading? That's literally good at what she does. She's good. She said, said, in your right hand, I see prison in your left, a criminal asylum. I, 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 I don't like it. She eventually died of cerebral apoplexy, which some sources stated is now known as a stroke. In Pozzoli, I didn't look that word up. I'm so sorry. Pozzoli Women's Prison on October 15th, 1970. She was 76 years old when she died. Many of these items from the case, including the pot that she boiled her victims in, 
were donated and can still be viewed at the Criminological Museum in Rome. That's that third and final photo. I don't want to look at it. I, I don't want to see it. Well, I already turned to it. And then just because I was curious, I did try to find out what happened to Giuseppe. He was said to have survived the war. Now, whether that's because of the sacrifices or just because he's a damn good soldier, I don't know. But he did survive. I mean, I'm glad he survived. But also, it's because of the blood sacrifices that his mother fucking did with her witchcraft and sorcery. Okay, she didn't sacrifice the blood. She made it into tea cakes. She sacrificed my fucking brain right now is what's being sacrificed. It's just melting. Exactly. I was going to say, like, is it really the fact that she sacrificed them? Because technically she didn't actually sacrifice them. She just killed them, then sold their parts, right? I mean, that's Uh, not... No, she didn't even sell them. She just gave the stuff away when people, like when other women or whatever would come over to her house. That's when she would serve the tea cakes. And the soap she gave away as gifts. She didn't even sell it in her, so- in her they shop. They were gifts? Yeah, oh. they were they were gifts for, like, neighbors and not friends. Not a fan. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Amanda just gave me a panic attack, is what she just did. Fucking getting a gift of soap and then realizing it's your fucking other neighbor that disappeared. Like, just imagine you wake up one morning and you're reading the paper and you're like, oh, fuck i bathed with that soap last night yeah that's my issue so yeah that's all for leonardo chanchuli <laughs> i'm not a fan of that i don't like you right now <laughs> we can just end this friendship for the next hour <laughs> amanda i still love you it's okay it's just a podcast at the end of the day <laughs> but what you did was horrifying and i don't know if i can forgive you either oh i'll forgive i'll forgive you in an hour and then when i have to edit this bullshit i will unforgive you i'll take back that forgiveness i promise (laughs) okay i will promise right now the next story i do will not have cannibalism cannibalism I promise. That's a fucking tall order, apparently. The next crime story. Please yeah, don't make next... it a paranormal story, because honestly, if a paranormal story that you did had cannibalism, I would literally freak the fuck out. I don't want your next three stories of any sort to include cannibalism. So let's just move to clowns. No. Okay. No. <laughs> no. I can no, give you my word. My I will not. I cannot do clowns for shit. I will go berserk. No joke. I will promise y'all I will not report a story on cannibalism at least or until clowns. the new year. She's not agreeing to clowns. I did not say anything about clowns. And clowns. <laughs> okay. No one's agreeing to clowns. Because Pogo and the clown, clown will come up. No, Pogo the clown will come up. Okay. He's going to have to. He has eventually. To. We can't not talk about Pogo. Okay, but I would prefer listen it not. It will be your nightmare next, whereas this whole thing is just a nightmare for me. So no matter what happens, I'm just gonna right, okay. Have so literally, y'all two have like a fucking vengeance on each other. Like you just, I swear. Like, Bryce, you will report something, like, horrific to Amanda, and then Amanda, you'll report something fucking horrific to Bryce. This is why Amanda- You're just caught in the crossfire. (laughs) I I don't want to- Yeah, exactly. I don't want to get in the fucking crossfire. (laughs) 
you haven't known Amanda and I long enough where we've known each other a little longer. We are mm-hmm. platonic soulmates. And yeah. this Aww, is what we do so to sweet. each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you are so cute. <laughs> yeah. We kept telling Cody and James that they might have been fucked if uh, they piss us off. So mm-hmm. platonic soulmate. Yep. So there we go. <laughs> James, don't forget it. Cody, don't fucking forget it. Jack, don't forget it. Jack, I don't know what's gonna happen. (laughs) She's working her way. Say triangle, but I'm not in this straight line of like. (laughs) (laughs) You're trying to make it a triangle. We're not quite there yet. We're working on it. It's gonna take a couple of more cannibalism stories, and maybe some clowns, (laughs) some dolls. Oh, I got oh some clown dolls eating cannibals okay but i feel like that'd be fine because if it's a some clown doll eating a cannibal dolls <laughs> some cannibal eating cannibal clowns with dolls oh. end of story that would literally <laughs> ruin me. no joke i was trying to like keep my fucking cool in the last episode so hard that like you were talking i i can't i can't okay thank you amanda for that nightmare you are so welcome just remember i I am tallying these. I keep Mm -hmm. them in a folder in my brain somewhere. And one day I'll have a real vengeance and you won't like it. Because I don't sleep. That's fine. I haven't even started. So (laughs) I'm about to have a baby. I'm not going to sleep either. Note to self. Next time do cannibalism. (laughs) The time after that. Wait, Amanda was... You were the one who told the doll story, right? Or Bryce was No, saying, I told the doll story. That was story. Bryce. Okay. Yeah. Then, yeah, the next time that I do a story, it'll be a doll story. So that I can kind of get in the, the triangle. <laughs> oh, my God. I've, I just realized I've only ever told cannibalism stories. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's your story. Now we get to move on to Bree's story. Okay. Hey, y'all. I'm hey. going to tell a paranormal Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> Hey girl, hey! <laughs> I'm gonna start a paranormal story now. <laughs> Sarah Lockhart Party Winchester lost her husband to tuberculosis, her daughter to a childhood illness, her son, and five other family members in a nine year period. She visited a medium to try and help her with her grief. William Wirt Winchester, her husband, was the munitions baron who produced the Winchester repeating rifle. This was the rifle that helped aid the Union in their fight in the Civil War and the gun that won the West. He left the succession of the Winchester repeating arms company to his son, although, as we know from my previous statement, he died shortly after this and Sarah, his wife, inherited all of his wealth. And it was a lot, y'all. The medium is said to have told Sarah that the deaths she'd witnessed were solemnly due to the countless lives lost to the Winchester rifle. Sarah was told to make her surroundings attractive to kind spirits and that they will keep the evil spirits at bay. The medium told Sarah to build a house and to never stop working. As long as she did that, she would live eternally. Keep in mind that this conversation never actually was confirmed and neither were the things that I'm about to tell you. Shortly after her husband's death, Sarah bought an eight-room 
farmhouse in San Jose, California in 1886. She believed that she was cursed and moving here might be the only way to evade the spirits that haunted her. And so she began building and building and building until 1922. And the house was no longer the eight bedroom home Miss Winchester bought some years ago. It was a mansion with 24,000 square feet, 10,000 windows, 2,000 doors, 160 rooms, 52 skylights, 47 stairways and fireplaces, 17 chimneys, 13 bathrooms, and 6 kitchens. Can you create a spreadsheet of that? Because I understood nothing. I I think I heard heard 13 bathrooms and 6 kitchens. I heard something about 10,000 windows. Who something skylights? Ones? So in 18, roughly 1885 to 1886, she bought this house in San Jose, California. It was an 18-bedroom house at the time. We knew we'd have a California listener by now. That's why <laughs> she's doing this. <laughs> Didn't you say it was an eight-bedroom house? Mm-hmm. It started as an eight-bedroom house. Was an eight bedroom house, yeah. At the time that she died in 1922, which is roughly about 40 years after the time that she had bought the house, it was literally a mansion with, and I'll repeat it just one more time 24,000 square feet, 10,000 windows, 2,000 doors, 160 rooms, 52 skylights. 47 stairways and fireplaces, 17 chimneys, 13 bathrooms, and six kitchens. There's over 50 fireplaces, but only 17 chimneys. That doesn't seem safe. I don't know how fireplaces and chimneys work. Maybe it's maybe it's <laughs> yeah, like I didn't right. think about that when I was writing that. Maybe it's like a two-story, two or three-story house or something like that. So Actually, you've got like three stories of fireplaces. Well, also, that doesn't total to 40, does it? I don't know. I'm not good at math. We've been over this. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) No, we said we were great at math. In 1922, it was said that there were about seven stories total. (laughs) How many Quick, what's seven times five? 35. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) You got that on your own. I didn't even need to say anything. I got them fives, man. The fives and the ones and the zeros, I'm queen. And the tens. Because the zeros are literally equal to zeros. That doesn't even count. <laughs> it does to and count. the ones are equal to if, themselves. What the fuck? If we were counted, if they were counted as part of the grade on our test, they counted. Okay? Mm-hmm. So they're zeros. Yeah, I know, because those were the only ones I got right. <laughs> so trust I me, also- they counted. I also can get my nines. I legit had to do, like, these fucking timetables and, like... She recorded us. I think we had like two minutes total to do them, but like we had to write all of them in or whatever, right? And you know, like it was like zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then it was like, okay, zero times zero is zero. And then like zero times one. And then like it went all the way up to like 12 times 12, you know? And then you like put it on the. I, I don't Yours even know. Yours was in order? Mine were just random. It would be Mine like random. one times seven, eight times well, three, four no, times 12. And I'm like, fuck if I know. Not, like, tests for that and stuff but i'm saying like literally every single day 
like when we got into our math class, we would essentially have to like fill out this timetable or whatever times table, and we had oh, it was like I, the practice. I don't know if it was a minute or two minutes? Yeah, exactly. It was like practice mm. for like the zeros to twelves times table. And Did anyone ever go above twelves? I didn't go above twelves. I mean, I know thirteen times thirteen. But do you know like thirteen times seven? Um, exactly. My brain just completely <laughs> glazed over. <laughs> Yeah, when we dispense medicine at work, we have to like like we have to keep up with it because it's like scheduled three and four grade drugs. I use my calculator on my phone, okay, to measure like I don't know three to eight cc's at a time to like subtract. No, okay, <laughs> I um, don't try. I'm not good at it. Listen, hey, I'm really good at my nines because okay. of your finger trick. There's a finger trick? Is it like the knuckles nine. with the months? Nine? No. Okay, so okay. It, hold well, your hands out and you'll do, if it's, if it's, you're doing three times sign, you'll go one, two, three, put that down, and then you have two on this side, and then seven fingers up, and that's 27. And then that works with four. <laughs> it works with all of the nines <laughs> up until you get, until you run out of fingers. No way. Yeah, it does. So, here you <laughs> So if you no, do, no, I, I was saying no way to the fact that Amanda didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so so was my teacher teaching us. <laughs> so four times nine is 45. I put down my fifth finger, my pinky, and I've got four and five. I'm 30 fucking years old. I'm 31 years old. And I never knew this was a thing. Oh, it's totally a thing. <laughs> oh and then, God. yeah, it literally works all the way up until you're 10. And then after that, you're fucked. Apparently, they didn't have this when I was in third grade. Did your teacher not have 10 fingers? It's also possible that if I'm being completely honest with myself, I keep smacking my microphone. It's also possible that she taught us this and I was elsewhere in my head. I'm going to go back on this story. By the way, I'm looking at the pictures. Please do. I forgot there were pictures. Yeah. The first picture is the picture of the house when she bought it in 1986. The second picture, please don't go on to the third and fourth pictures. The second picture is, I'll tell you whatever the fuck I want you to do because it's my story. Don't tell me how to live my life. Sorry, that (laughs) slips out. I'm sorry. Continue. Um, The second picture is the picture of the house after 1922 when it was a mansion sorry what were the years again for the first and second picture 1886 and 1992 1922 we're really good with history too and 1990 <laughs> 1886 and 1922 <laughs> and 1922 okay cuz i'm really just like i'm sure they're probably not the exact same but i am mind blown at how much look at these little bitty bitty pine trees or palm trees excuse me and then you go to the next picture and it's like whole ass palm trees yeah oh yeah that first picture i didn't even notice the itty bitty palm trees Mm -hmm. i mean i honestly just kind of noticed like the house in general i mean when you think about it you know that's like 40 years well roughly 35 years but i should say it's about 35 years i mean those palm trees could grow to be you know like huge you know yeah, but, it doesn't look like they're the same placement, though. Yeah, yeah, true. It looks like she definitely, like, planted some other ones as well. But I will get into that. 
I don't know why there's a whole ass house and I'm mind boggled at the palm trees, but here we are. One on a horse in front of that first picture. You got me looking at yeah, it now. You know, oh, who is honest, that woman? I kind of just looked up that picture online, and that was really the only picture that I could find of the 1886 house before Sarah Winchester bought it. It was priced at five million dollars in 1923, worth about 171 million dollars today, according to streethouse.com. You can't tell me that type of money is exists in anyone's pocket because I don't comprehend that. It exists in probably exactly three pockets, and that's all. Okay. Bezos, here's looking oh. at you. You know, Elon Musk. That guy is going to the moon. Yeah, yeah. that guy. <laughs> moon exactly. guy? Hey, moon guy, if you can afford to go to the moon, you can afford to be a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just or saying. A patron. <laughs> yeah, so we're shameless. And this is according to WinchesterMysteryHouse.com, which sold at an auction to John and May John and Mamie Brown in an attempt to make it the quote backity back railway, end quote, aka one of the earliest wooden roller coasters. However, that soon faded when they realized the immense interest in the house itself from the public eye. Mamie's vision was to restore the house to its original glory, and she did so by keeping up the grounds, aka making sure that the trees were watered, or making sure that anything from, say, that time period that Sarah passed was restored to its original glory and she even added in some other things as well which i will get into well mamie your palm trees are gorgeous she also added in many flowers many things just to commemorate the winchester glory when mamie and john died their daughters continued tours through the throughout the house in 1970 according to winchestermystery.com restoration of the mansion and Victorian gardens began and several rooms were furnished. A new gift shop was also opened and guided garden tours began. In 1974, the Winchester Mystery House became known as a state historic landmark and was listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Now, the house itself is very peculiar in this day and time. According to sftravel.com or San Francisco Travel, quote, one door opens to a sheer 15-foot drop into an outdoor garden, and one leads you eight feet below in a kitchen sink. Some of the staircases might lead you straight to literally nowhere to the ceiling, and Quote, the fun house, I, I like it. The last quote, but quote, there is a vast network of secret passages twisting throughout the property, period. One cabinet door opens to a hive of 30 additional rooms, end quote. Fucking Narnia in this house. I kind of fucking like it, though. Also, the number 13 is found I don't like all it. over the house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Never mind. I don't like it anymore. Just like, I'm totally okay with it. No, I fucking don't like it. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Don't like it anymore. 
This abnormal architecture is said to confuse the spirits that haunted Sarah Winchester due to her hauntings that she visited the medium for, aka the ones that were due at the hands to the Winchester rifle. She is also said to sleep in a different room every night so the spirits won't know where to find her. Well, she has 160 bedrooms. Why the fuck not? Because at I that mean, point, I wouldn't know where I was. That's, yeah, she's but... fine. She has so many kitchens, she just wanders around until she finds one. Actually, she's she only, only has six. That's kitchen. not enough. You got, what, 160 rooms and six kitchens? I don't like those odds. <laughs> Maybe she had a map, like a treasure map, but to the kitchens. And 13 bathrooms, 160 rooms and 13 bathrooms. I have ulcerative colitis, okay? That's just terrifying. Don't forget the cabinet that leads to 30 additional rooms. Then you have Narnia. (laughs) This place is terrifying. Well, is it 160 bedrooms or just rooms in general? It is 160 rooms total. So it could be like a writing room or a sitting room or a living room or a chillaxing room. Great. Now I can't even find the bedroom. Maybe there's a food room that... It's just like snack room. I want a snack room in there. Ooh, like a whole room that's just pantry. Uh-huh. That sounds so good, dude. Oh uh, my god. Literally I'm like a fucking genius. Room that's just Cheez-Its and Oreos. Ore- Oreos with peanut butter. You gotta have what? peanut butter on Oreos. What? Excuse me, ma'am. I have like a okay, hundred million dollars worth of house. Just give me every flavor Oreo in this room. Wait. Peanut Regular butter. Wait, Oreos hold on. And peanut butter. It's from the parent shop. You literally, you you have to try it to like it. But I swear to you, it is the best thing. I swear I have ever tasted in my entire life. But like Oreo crunchy? and peanut butter, crunchy peanut butter or like creamy peanut butter. Creamy, creamy peanut butter. Obviously. Ew, no. What psychopath no. eats crunchy peanut butter? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, oh my god. I eat extra crunchy. <laughs> I am severely pregnant, and that sounds disgusting. Bryce, go for it. <laughs> if if that's what it takes you to literally eat one Oreo and a scoop of crunchy peanut butter, I say fucking go for it because it is bomb as fuck. I'm Listen. going to vomit. Any vessel to get crunchy peanut butter into my mouth is fine. <laughs> Whatever. Um. So as I said, the house is very peculiar. Like open a door and there's a 15 foot drop to the next floor there are literally doors or staircases that ends to the ceiling for some reason and there's also an eight foot drop in to a kitchen sink if you hope they have insurance well okay so according to an a historian by the name of mary joe ignafo Ignafo, somewhere along those lines. I like Ignafo. Okay. Okay. I'll take that into consideration. (laughs) Um, Says that this was due to an earthquake in 1906 that devastated the home and devastated all of San Francisco. Wait, we both had earthquakes this week. That's wild. Literally, I wanted to say it so fast, but like I didn't want to say it at the same time. So... If this is the case, the earthquake was a 7.7 to 7.9 magnitude. And according to the WinchesterMysteryHouse.com report, the 1906 earthquake, a 7.8 on the Reichter scale, was 16 times more powerful 
than 1868's 7.0. So essentially what that's saying is that it's roughly a 17.8 on today's scale versus the scale before the before they invented the Richter scale. I really hope those people were sleeping in the fields. Honestly, I could not tell you that. <laughs> uh, they had a house with 160 rooms of sorts. I think they were all sleeping in the house. Now, I'm not a professional on earthquakes, but this is humongous when you think about it. It's also said that Sarah was sleeping at the time in the West Wing, which is the place of the house that got the most damage due to the earthquake. Regardless of her life's work, though, Sarah never restored the building to what it would have been before the earthquake. Which honestly doesn't make a lot of sense to me, because if you're going to put your heart and your soul and literally your life into a house, why not restore the part that got damaged, right? Confuse the spirits. Here's my problem. You were literally in an earthquake where part of your house was destroyed and you're still sleeping in a different room every night. How are people going to find you in case of an emergency? And I'm not 100% sure if this is correct, but I know that Sarah Winchester kept grounds people. She worked on the house along with 22 carpenters who worked 24 hours a day. So obviously, you know, they took shifts and stuff, but they worked 24 hours a day. She kept a, from what I understand, after the earthquake at least, the third floor was used for the servants, which could be considered the carpenters who worked on her home. And so they possibly could have known where she was, you know, at all times just to make sure due to the hauntings or due to something else that could have been happening to her, but they most likely knew where she was. Let's get into the hauntings. She was said to have worked on the house along with 22 carpenters, 24 hours a day, for 39 years until she died. She thought the noise might keep the spirits away, and visitors have said to hear the same excessive hammering sounds as they walk in the front door to the mansion. Well, yeah, that's residual. Yes, yeah, literally built into your house at this point. Hell, that might not even be paranormal. It's still just echoing everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, almost a hundred years later. Honestly, this is, like, practically a hundred years later. Almost. Well, I guess it would be when we know. Next year, it would be next. Yeah. Next next year. Yeah. This one will come out in 2021. So close. Some visitors have reported hearing loud noises, heavy breathing, and footsteps all around the house in the middle of the night. The heavy heavy breathing freaks me out. Yeah, but if they're building all day, like, I'm sure they're lugging heavy wood and stuff. Like, they yeah, can't but I breathe heavy. Don't think of heavy breathing in that sense. I think of, like, some creepy guy on a bus going, you know, like, heavy breathe. I don't know. I, I clearly don't use public transit very often for reasons. I haven't either, but not fun. Is that a, is that a thing people do on public um, transit? Let us um, know, because I'll never go on it. I, I've had an experience, but I also think he was homeless and hungry and look creepy. I was also 18 oh. and could be skewing the story because it freaked me out that much. But anyways, go on. When in the house alone, some people claim to be touched, 
pulled or have the feeling that their hair had been pulled. There are also rumors that the organ from the grand ballroom can be heard throughout the house on some nights, but the organ no longer works. So the organ no longer works, but they still play the organ is what I was trying to say. <laughs> um, the current night watchers reported hearing sounds every other night when they first moved in, and when going to check, nothing was there. They also report their dog and... I saw a footage of this, and it was just very bizarre. They reported their dog not wanting to go down a specific hallway, and it was literally a specific hallway, according to the video, every single night until the light was shown and the dog essentially knew that it was safe. Paranormal investigators, they will have dogs trained to paranormal investigate or whatever. I don't know, but <laughs> they'll bring dogs with them to judge their reactions and stuff while they're investigating um, places. Just a little story for you guys. Um, our our lab used to play with non-existent shadows on the wall, but he, it was like he no. would chase something on the wall and we couldn't see it. He doesn't do mm. it anymore, but he used to. I don't like it. I don't like creepy. it. That actually is kind of creepy. Your house mm. actually is haunted. I was going to say reported. Your house actually is haunted. <laughs> yeah. Reported to be haunted. That's what I was going to say. I apologize. It's her fucking husband. It's not my house. It's my husband. He is the haunted being. So it doesn't matter where I go. I've accepted that we're going to be haunted no matter what. <laughs> some have even reported to have seen some of the handymen that work on her, that works on her house hauling a wheelbarrow known as Clyde. And y'all can, I think... Actually, these are, the photos are messed up and I apologize, but go ahead and swipe to number four real fast. Don't even, don't even look at number three. And some have even reported seeing Sarah herself. Now, she did not take kindly to visitors when she was alive. She was very secluded in this mansion. There was even a report saying that she turned away Roosevelt at her door one day because she simply did not like strangers. She did not want to be confronted. She didn't want to even look at them. I did recently read a report updated to this script, though, that she did live with her niece for roughly about 15 years. And I'm not exactly sure what the time frame that would be in this particular frame because I don't exactly have dates but just something to consider she lived with um, her niece or her niece or her niece moved, lived there her niece lived there for 15 years then okay. when Sarah died her niece ended up inheriting three thousand dollars of Sarah Winchester's and two hundred thousand dollars of the Winchester rifle corporation Gotcha. So she liked her niece. Yes. And I'm not exactly sure if that was the Winchester or the party. Party is Sarah's maiden name, from what I believe. Anyways, back to the story. But from what I understand, she actually did welcome visitors into her home now that she is deceased, from what I understand from the hauntings. And... Go ahead and swipe back to number three. I apologize for that. <laughs> I mislabeled the photos. But I, I do not like this picture. I'll give a bit of background first. I 
really could not find this picture anywhere, but it said that one of the first pictures ever taken of the house has a ghost-like figure in the window of the second-story house. However, Pope Bittigainberry Bittigainberry from 96.5 Coit Radio Station posted a photo on Coit.com of something that looks very similar to this description that she was told was taken in 2015. And not one of the first photos that was ever taken of the house, obviously. And she put a black and white filter over it so that you can see the figure better. Okay, can one of you, like, put a square over it? Because the one I think I'm looking at, I feel like I'm going crazy. Number Y'all, three. I see, like, three. Like, I see, okay. it, it looks like a little girl crouched in that, I guess, middle window where it's got the circle in the top. And then you see the the top of the roof. It looks like a little girl crouched in that bottom right corner. Mm -hmm. So really in the quote unquote first, one of the first pictures of the house, it was said that the ghost was supposed to be reported up in the top middle window. So is that the one that I did the little comment on? Yes. Actually, I just saw that and i just commented here brief oh (laughs) Um, but yeah so that's essentially the place where the ghost was supposedly there and as i said i could not i mean technically i could have recorded the youtube video of it but really it wasn't very good quality and I mean, no one would be able to see the actual thing unless they saw the actual, like, video clip. Okay, so I added another comment because this picture is unsettling to me. That's just glare. It looks like eyeballs. Okay. It's just glare. So I'm going to... That looks like it could be headlights. Real fast. And I will get into this kind of, like, major story later. In the story. But Screamfest produced a roughly 30 minute video of just the hauntings in the house. They ended up being able to stay overnight in the house to try and report all of these hauntings. So, what you're looking at right now is the front door on the right hand side. And Amanda, over to the left, is essentially the balcony to the kind of first stairway that you see at the front door, right? Honestly, when Screamfest was showing their videos, I legit thought that those were eyes looking back at me. I am dead serious. I mean, you, they, they literally look like <laughs> eyes. Yeah, it looks like a man crouched down looking through the window. And I, yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, no joke. It looks like it could be headlights. Yeah, literally like headlights to a car. Like, I mean, it's an extreme glare. And maybe I can even, like, take a screenshot of the video that ScreenFest posted and post it. But it literally looked like eyeballs just staring out at you. And, I mean, they didn't even comment on it. But it, it looks very creepy. I just keep, like, the longer I look at this, like, I just added another one. 
that looks like almost like a fish man. Like the longer I look at this photo, the longer I find things that are just unsettling. I think you're looking for things that are unsettling. Hold on. Well, I gotta duh. It's the mis- it's a fucking Winchester mystery house. The whole thing is yeah, unsettling. Even at the first one that we were looking at, I only see the head on the top. I don't actually see like the bottom half of the window. Thank you. Um, the bottom half of the window looks like it's just reflection, like from sh- trees shading the window with like the light getting in through. Exactly. Okay. Not in. As I said, like that very well could be, but it also could have been the same ghost that was taken so many years ago. Are you talking about the very first that we were talking about? Yeah, the very first one where it has the little here. Let me. Okay. I'm going to resolve some of these things really quick. I'm going to comment one part that says this looks like a face. Okay. And then this look like reflection from damn palm trees okay so there's two so the top one is the one that i say like i can see a face in there but the bottom i'm like that part looks more like a reflection which makes me feel like probably the face is a reflection too okay when i look at the bottom i see i gotta take off my headphones i see a girl posed like this hold on wait 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 i'm not looking at your screen hold because i was getting food can you see my butt yeah See, but I also don't, I don't, I can see how you see that. But to me that, like, I'm, it looks like the palm trees. I see like a dainty little girl. Well, so what I hadn't told y'all before is that back when this was supposedly like one of the first photos that had ever been taken in, I, I personally don't know which year it was, to be honest. But back when this was supposedly one of the first photos taken, this was not supposed to be there. There was essentially supposed to roughly back when they sold the house in 1923, they supposedly put a curtain, kind of like there are curtains in the other two sides of the windows, as you can see, like there's a curtain in the left side window, there's a curtain in the right side window. They supposedly put a curtain there. But this was supposedly not supposed to be there. In 2015, essentially there is supposed to be a curtain there. But there is not one. And there is a figure in that window. I'm not 100% sure about the other ones that y'all reported on. But I could look into that if you'd like me to. I'm pretty sure I'm just like finding stuff. Because uh, I mean... I don't know. I doubt that's a ghost that looks like a fish man, but that's just fish man John to me. I'll be honest, literally the flare right to the left of the front door and right to the right of that statue, um, kind of lower in the screen between like the pole and the like other pole or whatever, it kind of to me looks like a puffer fish. So I get what you're saying. Oh, I see the puffer fish. <laughs> I don't see a puffer fish. I see a squirrel. Like, looking over his shoulder. I see a puffer fish. Hey, I mean, it's it's all about how you experience the clouds, you know? This damn house is abstract art in so many different ways. Exactly. And I mean, at the end of the day, it very well could just be a glare. 
but it's so bizarre and honestly it's so close to the actual description of the original photo that essentially it's in the Winchester house but I could not find it anywhere online apparently it's only in the Winchester house but it's Those rat so bastards to this description that I mean you puffer squirrel <laughs> now Screenfest did an entire report on the house that is posted on YouTube go check it out and some of the things they experienced are thrilling someone reported the feeling of chills when walking into a room they also experienced the smell of roses in the grand ballroom and in the daisy room which is said to be sarah winchester's favorite perfume the daisy room is also said to be the room where sarah winchester died now i'm not 100 percent sure how accurate this is because this was from the Screamfest video and i honestly forget where but i read that sarah actually after the earthquake had moved into a houseboat it could be 50 50 percent honestly there are so many mysteries about this house at the end of the day that you have no idea what's right and what's wrong you know so i have a fucked up sense of humor um why did they call it the daisy room do you know because she's pushing daisies <laughs> To be honest, I don't know 100% because Sarah was, as I said, she was just very secluded. Like, she wouldn't even let, like, Roosevelt into her house, you know. She was just 110% secluded. And she would do anything just to kind of be alone, I guess. Well, she definitely had enough rooms for that. Yeah, literally. Tell me about it. When asked if Sarah Winchester was still there in the house, the Screamfest team specifically asked if she would give three knocks if she were still there, and a distant three knocks were heard. In the basement, which is said to be where the, quote, wheelbarrow man that I explained above was said to be seen, um, or Clyde is what his name is, to show himself and heard what sounded like someone pushing furniture upstairs above them and walking into a room near the front door the team heard what can really only be described as and at first i was going to say the sounds of tap shoes scraping against an old wooden floor if you can imagine what that sounds like but I kind of changed that a little bit into the sounds that you would expect a ghost to make if it were moving through pipes, if it made a sound at all. And it didn't just happen once or twice. It literally happened five or six times. And I'm going to play this for y'all real fast. So I want to know what y'all think about that. I can hear the tap dancing. Like you Yeah, just- I, can, I can hear that. Right? It literally it literally sounds like fucking tap shoes on a wooden on an old ass wooden floor. It's right? causing me to stress eat. Well, okay, so the reason that I said that the second one is because there is one I think that it's after the so they do it 
once it like goes once through and then it goes a second time through and then they like replay it a second time right and then the third time it's i mean it doesn't sound the same as it did previously right like it kind of sounds like mm-hmm. a whoosh versus the <laughs> excuse my my sounds can you um spell that sound for me yeah, it is W S S H H Z Z Z Z Z. Wait, spell that one more time. W W S S H H Z Z Z Z Z. Now, can you use it in a sentence? Um. Yeah, the ghost went across the floor. Use that in a definition, please. Yes, the definition is that it is a whooshing sound. <laughs> I snorted in my alarm. You're welcome. <laughs> it's a sound that ghosts typically make. <laughs> Shit, now I gotta find where I fucking was. I believe it was somewhere near whoosh. <laughs> yeah, somewhere around there. I didn't actually say that in my fucking notes, Amanda. Leave me alone. <laughs> Okay. You did know how to spell it. You probably should have put it in your notes. <laughs> Shut them up. And as y'all probably heard, this did not happen once or twice. It literally happened like five or six times in a span of like a minute or two. Like it was crazy. And I already played it for y'all. Now, one person re- from the Scream Fest team, I should probably say that. Reported seeing, quote, something, most likely a shadowy figure in front of him, literally actually right after that scene, but the camera unfortunately did not pick it up. And the team also heard a growling noise coming from one of the rooms and footsteps heading up the stairs right next to them. One of the team members reported something moving their bag as well. Good, get your shit out of their way. Out of my way or, or out of the ghost's way? Because I the mean, ghost way. Get your shit out of the ghost way. That is clearly not where your bag belongs. I mean, if if he was really that concerned about my bag, why didn't he just fucking move me? Because maybe you were too far away, and he's like, "Where the f- move?" He's that. making a point, like what I do with Cody when I'm like, "Does this belong here? Does it? No, does this belong here? Okay, well, we're gonna pick this up and put it where it belongs." Actually, if I'm being completely honest, I remember the bag literally being, like, right next to this guy. And then two seconds later, like, the camera turns, and then five seconds later, like, it turns back. He's like, oh my god, my bag just moved. I don't know where it is. Like, he freaks out. So, like, what I do with my phone every day, 20 times a day. (laughs) Literally, yes. Yes, what I do with my phone, too. There really aren't that many reported hauntings because the real mystery lies within the house i.e the name winchester mystery house you know why did sarah winchester spend 30 plus years building an entire mansion what were her intentions was she really haunted and simply trying to rid the house of her own demons or was there something else going on at the end of the day no matter how much money i had i don't think that i would end up i mean yes 
lord i would extend my house to the fullest you know but i don't think that i would end up extending it i honestly don't know the square footage of the original home but let's just say it was four thousand feet for an 800 bed for an eight bedroom not 800 four four thousand feet for an 800 bed eight bed one square foot per bedroom that's all you fucking get you stand there you don't fucking move four thousand feet for an eight bedroom and why the hell would you expend expand your house 20,000 extra square feet. Why would you also make it so that, I mean, there are so many questions about the house, you know? Like, why wouldn't you renovate, you know, the parts of the house that didn't get affected, that were affected by the earthquake? And why did you just leave them there? At the end of the day, I found out that the entire house essentially after it was rebought they renovated it to where those stairs leading up to nowhere or those random like doorways that leaded to like a 15 foot drop ended up being re-renovated because they were affected so much by the earthquake but why weren't the other places such as the room exactly 15 feet under the room that was supposed to be terribly devastated not affected i mean honestly if you had as much money as she did why not like people nowadays do a lot crazier stuff with their money if she's just a rich um What's a nice way to put this? This is exactly not what I said. (laughs) If you're just a quirky, rich old lady with no family and no husband to tell you like, hey, don't don't put this door leading out to the garden that anybody can fall out of. I would fucking do it. It's my money. It's my house. If I want to this 15 foot drop to the kitchen sink, well, God damn it. I'm going to have a 15 foot drop to my kitchen sink. Well, if the historian was correct, what she essentially said is that all of those things were previously, say, I don't know, let's just say that the entire, I'm sorry, I just bumped into my mic. Let's just say that the entire, each single floor were, was 24,000 square feet. What if she did not do that on purpose? And what if it was actually the earthquake and she didn't do that on purpose? And she literally, like, spent, I don't know, I'd say that it takes, you know, like, a, at least a month, right, to renovate, like, an entire room. Maybe two weeks if you really have, like, all of the people to do it. But, I mean, back in that time, you know? Yeah, but if she was spiritual enough to believe that, like, she had to keep doing this to keep the ghosts happy... Yeah, maybe she was spiritual enough to believe, like, hey, this was meant to be. This is this was supposed to happen. Maybe the ghosts caused the earthquake, you know? Maybe they didn't like this part of the house. I'm not going to touch it. I'm just going to focus on what they want now. Or maybe she was like, it'll just confuse the ghosts that much more because I've already got 160 rooms. Why not throw in some that don't lead to anywhere? But as I said, that was never particularly confirmed. That was only... Specifically from one YouTube video that I found. And there were some other sources that said that 
yes, she did contact a medium. However, they did not explicitly say what the medium had said to her. And, I mean, at the end of the day, you really have no idea if this was, if this is actually a haunting, if it's a mystery, if it's literally just plain not right a an example of a devastating earthquake that hit the entire city of San Francisco and hit, you know, or San Francisco and San Jose area, or if it's something more that we can't even comprehend at this time. Not to change subjects, <laughs> but can you imagine if she lived in today's day and age, can you imagine how many Amazon packages she would have delivered daily? Which door? How do you even find the front door? Well, the front door is essentially like... I'm just saying she has so much money. And if she were living today, I don't know if she'd still be building a house, but my hell, she would definitely know her Amazon driver. She would have to. They'd ha He'd be like, can I get a tip today? I didn't... <laughs> you told me the side door. There's 50 side doors. Which door? Here, you want a tip? That staircase don't work. There's your tip. <laughs> that one led to a 15 foot drop ma'am <laughs> yeah you're welcome have a good day goodbye <laughs> oh, that was a good one i like the winchester mystery house i did not I enjoy the one. cannibalism honestly it was such a fucking mystery <laughs> i mean literally you're so, so fucking creepy yeah thanks for that <laughs> Oh, my bad. Okay, I said bad, no more cannibalism bad. until 2022. Which is, like, just around the corner, so I feel like that's fucking bullshit. You'll take what you get no, and you like it. You that. shut the fuck up. Amanda, wait, I, I have a quick question for you. Does that okay. mean in the next six weeks, as we will be pre-recording in January of 2022, or does that mean when we... No, not release. We're not. We're going off of recording dates. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Oh, I don't think I ever specified. I was just. Gonna, I'm I'll figure specifying that, out. that right now. <laughs> I just, I just gave her a loophole. <laughs> Anybody that likes okay. my cannibalism stories, just let me know. Okay. You're gonna have to email us so I can email you back and be like, "You're wrong. You're all yeah. wrong." <laughs> you can email us on our link tree. Or just or, by fucking emailing us. I mean, I don't know. Well, for those of you listening right now, thank you for listening. Uh, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to support us, you can donate through Patreon. Um, oh, also our Instagram and Twitter is at Hell on Heels Podcast. Um, again, you can donate through Patreon. We are shameless and have no anything. Go ahead and donate. We would very much appreciate it. Goose egg. I, what's a goose egg? A zero. I'm confused on this. We have no patrons. This is a goose egg. Yeah, be our first patron. Don't let it be Cody, because one day he's going to steal my card and be our first patron, and that does not, that doesn't bode well with me. <laughs> that's my money, too, he's spending. I don't want to be my first patron. <laughs> um, if you guys do have your own true crime or paranormal stories, or if you just have suggestions, please email us at hellonheelspodcast at gmail.com. Um, and as always, a big shout out to Amanda's husband, James, for creating our intro music. Email me suggestions for cannibalism. Shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> be sure to Email like, review. Email me suggestions on how to fuck with Bryce. 
I will see all of those suggestions. Thank you. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh-huh. What is happening? <laughs> Before seeing that. You say that, but I get those those notifications, and I'm like, ooh, what's that? It's okay, I get them on my phone before she gets them. You think that. Good try, though. No, you've got a Samsung. Who cares Who the fuck can- Uh, You're outnumbered I'm here. Here. You are outnumbered. <laughs> you're talking to two Samsung peeps. Okay, so we're going to make a poll on Instagram whenever this is posted. Um, iPhone versus Samsung. Done deal, it's iPhone. It's I. It's not iPhone. Agreed. I will fight you on that. Okay, let's box. Let's box. Let's fucking go. I don't see you getting up. You're too far away. <laughs> I also need my gloves on. I don't hurt my knuckles for shit. Sorry. Oh, um, you don't even hurt my knuckles on your soft ass skin. Let's go. Are you calling me fat? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. <goodness. laughs> that just came I out. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm just calling this. This is just spiraling down. <laughs> I'm doing a very dark place. You're going down the rabbit hole. All right. Be sure, to be sure to like, review, and subscribe. Um, I don't know. Did I miss anything? We talked about Instagram like an hour and a half ago. Same with Patreon and Twitter. Twitter. Hopefully soon starting a Facebook. So go and... Follow us on Facebook and like our page. By the time this comes out, we will have a Facebook. So exactly, go to Facebook, find us there. Um, and this has been Hell on Hills. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you or talk to you, talk at you next week. Talk it's to definitely you. been hell. With, been you. Hell today. with you. No, we're yeah. going to talk at you. I'm not talking with yeah. you. All right. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bree, you're not going to say goodbye? I said bye. Oh, I didn't hear anything. I said bye. I didn't hear it.